I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. Today, we hear from Bella Galios, an ordinary person who has made extraordinary choices on her path to try and change things for the better. As a young woman, she embarked on a remarkable three-year-long undercover mission in order to escape her country, East Timor, and raise awareness about its plight. When she eventually returned to East Timor, she entered mainstream politics, reaching the status of minister, before her decision to be honest about her sexuality ended that path. Now she is working to protect the rights of LGBTQI people, an ordinary person doing extraordinary work. Bella has made me reflect on the idea of sacrifice. What are we prepared to give up for the greater good? It's something that we've all had to ask ourselves during this pandemic. What's clear to me listening to Bella is that social change is often dependent on the heroics of normal people. But what's also clear is that Bella has discovered that putting other people first reflects a glow right back at her. The act of helping others makes her feel amazing. Enjoy listening to Bella, and I'll meet you on the other side. Here's narrator Katie Adler. Today, we will introduce Bella Galios. Oh my God, such a beautiful place to look at Dili. Bella was involved in East Timor's independence movement and is now a human rights activist. In 2014, with the aim of revitalizing rural areas, she founded Leblora Green Village in Mobisi, 70 kilometers from the capital. Even the president described the village as the most beautiful place in the country and said the project should be expanded to all districts. Bella has now opened up her garden to create an environment supporting minority groups, including LGBTQI community members, who are still not well understood by society. She's working very hard in Timor-Leste, not only to create sustainable communities, but also a vigorous and stable society. We asked Bella to tell us why she decided to rise to her feet and act. Hello. Timor is, has yet absolutely to completely develop today. When we're talking about infrastructure, there's a lot need to be done in that sector. Yeah? And land in many ways in Timor-Leste, people just uh, centralize everything in Dili, the, 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 the capital of the country. Everybody see Dili is like America, like another America, is the land of the opportunity. Well, I don't really blame them for seeing Dili as the ultimate place where they can change life. First, because the government do not develop Timor throughout The Leblora Green School have uh, integrated itself with so many things. Of course, one of the goal is to inspire, encourage everybody to make use of their land, using their land, you know, for good things. But it is also another way of goal is to creating job, 
inspire the young people to be self-sufficient. They can see themselves changing their life or have a better, uh, better future by making sure using all the resources that they have. So these kind of things uh, is part of my goal. Currently, Bella is working to help LGBTQI people who have not yet been granted any legal protection. And this one here is the office of Arquiris Timor-Leste. Arquiris Timor-Leste is an organization that stands and defends the rights of community of LGBT in Timor-Leste. Same-sex sexual activity is permitted in Timor-Leste. But in reality, discrimination deeply persists, such as being disowned by your family. They don't know how Neluta is a whole Neluta. It's like my struggle is everybody's struggle. It's like when we're talking about justice, it's not only one or two people, but it is for everybody. Bella's life as an activist originated from her upbringing. She was born in East Timor in 1972. The small island nation is sandwiched between Indonesia and Australia. It was a Portuguese colony for 450 years, from the 16th century. But in 1975, as the independence movement was gaining momentum, it was illegally occupied by the Indonesian army which had repeatedly been invading the border. Bella was then three years old. Bella's childhood was marked by poverty and the country's strong patriarchal system. She herself suffered daily domestic violence from her father. At the same time, human rights violations by the Indonesian military were increasing nationwide. Earnestly wishing for a society without violence Bella made a big decision at the age of 16. She threw herself into the independence and liberation movement for the future of East Timor. In 1991, a major decision-making event occurred. More than 270 unarmed civilians were said to have been killed by the Indonesian army in the Santa Cruz massacre. After losing so many of her dearest friends, Bella decided that to be able to continue in the independence movement, she would have to leave the country. The only way out was to join the Indonesian military and participate in a program that would send her to Canada. After enduring three years of rigorous training, she successfully escaped from East Timor. I covered myself up as a military student's youth corps with a uniform, military uniform. I learned how to use all the equipment. I know how to use their tactics. Yes, I gained their trust. In 1994, I was tested and selected as one and only women to represent East Timor in Canada. After I reached Canada, that was it. My, my cover-up, my double life all ended, and I showed them the truth of who I was at the time. Before being recognized as a political refugee in Canada, Bella was the subject of an investigation by the Indonesian military. For almost five years, she stayed in a faraway foreign country, not understanding the language and unaware of the safety of her family. 
But she continued to campaign for independence and made a broad appeal to Canadians about the situation in East Timor. When I walk on the street, people say, are you the one talking on the television? Are you Bella Gallos? Are you the one from East Timor? Can we take a picture? Can we, like, all this stuff, like, it didn't make me feel like I'm such an important person. No, I just feel like, oh, wow, there are people who listen. There are people who actually care. And that's make me even, like, inspire me to give more and more. My presence in Canada is basically just put the human face. Just put the human face to the cause. Like, if Canadians tell Canadians about Timor, then people can simply say, why, who cares? But to have eight Timorese, and more so women, with my age, very young, who speak about my country, and the truth about what really happened, it really changed a lot of people. Bella returned home just before East Timor finally gained its independence in 2002. She joined a United Nations body where she could work to rebuild the country. Later, at the age of 39, she became an assistant to the president. Then in 2016, she publicly announced that she was bisexual and endeavored to change society with all her might. However, when the new cabinet was being formed in 2018 and Bella was a ministerial candidate, she was removed from the running list because she was LGBTQI. Even the government has locked their door on me simply because I speak the truth. I fight for the right things. I fight for the marginalized people. Then they label me, oh, she's not normal. We can't put her in the government. She will really bring down the government as a shame. And that stopped me? No. That will never stop me. By doing that, it's proven that I am absolutely right and I will fight if needed. To live my life for that, I will do it. But to give up such an important fight as this, no. Green uh, Education Garden is combination of in integrated part of restaurant, bar, playground for the children, and a space where children can learn. Yeah? So all combined. So we want everything that you use in that day on the restaurant and bar is handmade. They are community LGBT community members who are volunteers. Besides they're working here, they're also learning. The shelter open to LGBTQI people is equipped with bathrooms and toilets, and rice is always available for them to prepare their own meals. Not only they needed uh, the shelter, but they also they want to be feel secure. So whenever they come to my compound, they feel secure. By giving the people chance, opportunity, and resources, without looking at who they are, what is the point of looking at your women or not, your men or not, or you're not men enough, or you're not normal women? Why are we looking at all that? Why can't we just look at the capacity that the person can offer and make a difference? If we all can see that without even looking at the color of the person, the world will be a better place for all. Seriously. The issue is that in this world, People like us, we like to categorize things. We like to label things. We like to put things in the boxes. That's how we divide it. 
the whole company really so big. And then in those big spaces, we put ourselves in the groups. And it's really confusing. And not only that, those who are in power will be crushed down those who are powerless or underprivileged, like the community of LGBT in the country. It's now 20 years since Timor-Leste went independent. Devastated by nearly 500 years of domination and dictatorship by other countries, the small country continues its efforts to rebuild itself. However, in terms of its current GDP, it's ranked 172nd out of 195 countries, making it one of the poorest countries in Southeast Asia. And then, until now, we just never continue things. We renew things all the time. So one come, oh, that's not good, you know, put new one. One come, not good. It's like competing instead of completing. And of course, a country as small as Timor, who is like depending so much on oil money, who has never been developed its primary sector, who are not going to go anywhere, we're not far. If the oil money finish, we too finish. Education, not have any qualification whatsoever. Healthcare, not going anywhere. People are dying. We can't even have a single, like a simple things like oxygen. Everything is delivered or getting support from countries like Australia or other countries. Everything being given and we can't stand on our, on our feet. And all the money going to a few group of people in the country that suddenly become so rich, having everything, the majority of the people are zero. They don't have anything. We asked Bella to explain her vision of the leadership needed to create an ideal country. I am here in Timor with a mission. I think God made me to be here because this country needs a rebellious person like me, a trouble good maker. And I'm outing them many times on media social. I bring issues that nobody talked about. People come to my house crying, wanted to meet the Minister of Justice. I knocked Minister of Justice's house. I knocked Mr. Minister of Justice's office. Or I call. If people come looking for food, not enough, I send a message to the Minister of Social. People come about fighting domestic violence and stuff. I knock the door or making sure that the Secretary of State for Gender and Equality listens to this. So yes, all this time I have been the bridge. And I don't know how long can I do that, but as long as I still breathe, I'll do it. I will do it for sure. And what is her motto? Sai Emma Diak Nefurak. My best Sai Emma by Emma Siluk Makdiakliu. Be a good human is great, but be a good human to other human beings is the best. That's my motto and my mother's motto too. I have, I still have some letters my mom sent to me when I was in Canada. She said, you know, when I walk in the street, people said, are you Bella's mother? And then some people said, 
Auntie, Auntie, thank you for deliver Bella to the world. People thank my mother for what I did in Canada. My mother is not a person who express her feelings in her life. She's not. She's a person who only do things to show she loves you. Yeah, like me. I never say I love you, I, I care. I don't. I'm a person who only do. It's enough for doing it instead of talking about it. Bella does not want to be put in a box. None of us do. It's limiting and fails to recognize the depth and breadth in all of us. I hope we are entering an era of humanity where the things that unite us will become our focus. The insistence on putting people into groups keeps us apart, keeps us separate from one another, suspicious of one another. It can be destructive and divisive. We are social animals and we are all seeking connection. Acceptance of our differences and remembering our fundamental similarities is where I think connection lies. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes. <laughs>